0: Welcome to Back in the Field, my name is Carl
1: And my name is Arthi, and today we're talking about Sabotage
0: I always panic when you start saying the names because I'm never sure if I'll remember the names So if you fuck up, I won't know what to do Wow
1: Fortunately, I usually write them down on this piece of paper
0: That's a good step to take
1: (laughs) I mean, we've also had a good habit of watching the episode right before we record lately
0: Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean we see what the title is
1: Fair enough you know what though? I do pay attention to the press releases pretty closely, which is how I. First of all, I think I'm right. I do think the finale is a two-hour is a two-part one-hour episode. Although my only hesitation there is that uh, the Simpsons is still scheduled to air before Brooklyn Nine-Nine on the seventeenth. Okay. So.
0: Is that the day that the last episode will be?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is Family Guy still scheduled to air?
1: That I didn't check. Um, I don't think so, actually, because next week is a Family Guy one-hour episode, and they just did—they did like another special thing this year as well. I think Family Guy might be wrapping early this year.
0: Hopefully, forever.
1: Yeah, I know. I really hate that show.
0: I'm sure it's probably been renewed for 17 more seasons.
1: Seth MacFarlane could probably just purchase a renewal at this point. I hate him. I hate his comedy aesthetic. I don't really, I have nothing, I don't know the guy from Adam, but I really hate his comedy aesthetic, because it's the worst kind of comedy.
0: Yep. Yeah. But I submit that it's the kind of bad comedy that can only come from a bad man. Good comedy can come from all kinds of people, but that kind of comedy can't come from an upright individual. (laughs) In the A-plod of this episode, uh, Jake ends up in an ice cream van, being held hostage by Chris Parnell. Uh, should
1: we should we back up a little bit? Some stuff happens before that.
0: Yeah, well, so a while ago, Doctor Spaceman <laughs> was sent to prison. I mean, jail, not prison. Why don't you do the the wrap up for the the recap for this episode?
1: So Jake has been having trouble in his place, and then finally, at the end of a week where he's been like, "I'm actually trying for once, you guys." It turns out that he is being suspended because controlled substances were found. In, in a in random drug pee. test. Yeah. Okay, okay. In his pee. So, he he gets suspended from the force. Rose and Amy are sent to investigate the situation because Jake keeps insisting that he's sabotaged. Any person worth... Any person with half a brain could probably figure out that Jake is definitely not on coke or meth. Uh.
0: I don't know. He might be on coke. He's pretty hyperactive. That's
1: just pure sugar. And he never thought Different barking. kind of crystalline white powder.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: Caffeine and sugar can take you a long way. I'm living proof of that. <laughs> anyway, then he gets kidnapped. Well, he pisses off Rose and Amy because they're actually following proper police procedure.
0: And not working with a suspended cop on his own suspension case?
1: <laughs> on his suspended How term? How dare they? <laughs> and then... So, so he gets pissed off with them for following proper police procedure... So the, he storms off in a huff. They drive away, leaving him stranded in presumably Red Hook, some bizarre wasteland of warehouses.
0: Which, how did he piss off someone in Red Hook?
1: I don't even know. And Can
0: I do the next part? Yes. When he is almost run down by an ice cream truck, driven by Dr. Spaceman.
1: Also known as ex-lawyer, Hoitzman, Esquire.
0: Also known as Cyril Figus. Mostly known as Cyril Figus and Dr. Spaceman.
1: Jake is held hostage by Chris Parnell's character. Uh, They do another montage, and then uh, Chris Parnell threatens to kill Jake. Jake temporarily escapes, but turtles. And then uh, Rosa and Amy show up for the rescue. Rosa does a pretty nice, sweet takedown. Jake shares his feelings. Everything's okay. He gets reinstated as a cop. Amy's face is glorious. That's basically the A-plot.
0: In the B-plot, bereft of partners... Charles is assigned to work with, uh, Scully and Hitchcock being the only officers left in the entire building, apparently.
1: Even tall, bald Asian detective was busy.
0: Yeah, tall, bald Asian detective is busy being groomed for Secret Service. Um, he might
1: be in Vice.
0: You think everyone's in Vice?
1: Given that, well, the, the, that's presumably, I think on the- Wouldn't
0: we have seen him in the raids on, um, Giggle Pick if you were in Vice? Wouldn't wouldn't vice have gotten the giggle pit case (laughs) anyway? That's the actual problem. (laughs) Anyway, we're
1: talking about a show that has the DEA housed in a police building, which is improbable. And no, you wouldn't do that. I'm just angry.
0: Anyway, uh, they're working a limo case, and uh, then Scully and Hitchcock solve it using their forty years of experience on the beat. And they break a window. They're good cops. They're not good cops. In In the the
1: C-plot. We could do that together. No,
0: it's cool. It's cool.
1: (laughs) In the C-plot, Gina had a dance expo, which Holt...
0: No one came to.
1: But specifically, Holt and Terry were really supposed to be there. Terry gets Holt in hot water, kind of, by uh, lying to Gina about being there. Holt, being a fastidious and honest man by nature opts to tell her the truth thus blowing up terry's spot once his spot is blown terry has to try and sort of run interference while gina spirals out and- yeah uh gina gina's dancing and terry's lying and holt's not part of that game until he is but he doesn't lie more like bends the truth
0: dog fight
1: <laughs> oh no there really is a dog fight happening that's uncommon that dog has li- i've literally never heard that dog before
0: some kind of stranger dog.
1: It is some kind of stranger dog.
0: Neighborhoods going to the dogs. <laughs> ah, ha, ha. I've been listening to a History of Rome podcast. It's informed literally every aspect of my life.
1: That's awesome.
0: Turns out Rome was pretty important. Turns out all of. This actually really pisses me off. All of Asia is named for the province that Rome established in basically modern day Turkey. Yep. Which they called Asia. Yep. So they found the rest of the world and they were like, oh, that's East Asia. <laughs> that's Asia Asia major and this is Asia Minor. We were right. <laughs> Fucking Romans. <laughs> Fuck them.
1: The other the other empire that's like super important that we just don't talk about is uh the Horde.
0: There's a there's um Another podcast on them that I want to listen to Yeah Because uh, they fucking wrecked shit up They They wrecked it up They simultaneously beat all of China And all of like the Middle East And would have beaten all of Europe if they'd bothered But they just went home (laughs) There is nothing and no one that could have stopped them
1: Probably not, now. They
0: killed like every soldier in Hungary All of them (laughs) Fucked shit
1: Isn't, like, Genghis Khan's mitochondrial DNA, like, present in, like, a a statistically enormous amount of the population?
0: Basically everyone in Eurasia.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he... I I don't think he crossed the Himalayas. But he got everything else. (laughs) Because, like, I feel like if the Horde had a big influence in India, I'd know about it. And I'm pretty sure... No, they went
0: over. They went, like, above... Yeah. Because they followed the steps out into, uh... They they went through, like, Cumania and Tataria and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so amazing how much the Horde did. It's incredible. They were, like, technologically advanced and militarily superior.
0: Well, their main technology... I mean... The, 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 like, two pieces of technology they needed, and the only pieces of technology they needed, were the horsebow and having all of the horses. Like, they didn't need anything else. And they they didn't really have that much else that was important to their conquests. It was just they were able to drive such huge hordes of horses with them that they basically never had to stop. And they always had, like, ten times as much cavalry as everyone else. And they were all, like... They all used horse bows.
1: It was sheer siege by numbers, and...
0: It wasn't even siege. Like, they would just... They would just, like... When they faced, like, an army using, like, European and, like, Middle Eastern tactics, they would just, like, watch them line up and they go, haha, and then ride around them and kill them all. <laughs> Sometimes they would pretend to break and they'd be like, ah, we are great Europeans, we have finally broken the Mongol threat. And they'd charge and then they just surround them and kill all of them. That's all they ever did, they just surrounded everyone and killed all of them.
1: Well, they also invented... They were the original germ warfare. The, the Europeans gave smallpox to the America, uh, the Native American tribes uh, through a technique they learned from the Horde, Mongol warfare. Gross. Yeah.
0: So it's not always white people.
1: But, <laughs>
0: but it's usually white people.
1: Well, in this case...
0: Speaking of white people... Remember when I said that they should have put Hoitzman in prison... Do you remember that?
1: I, I remember that.
0: Because I remember that.
1: I'm, I'm just going to let you talk.
0: Instead, they gave him 40 hours of community fucking service, which, like, I'd say that a black person could get that for littering, but for littering, a black person would get shot to death. 40 hours of community service for being seen snorting cocaine by a policeman.
1: Multiple cops, because he did multiple, it again at the precinct, remember?
0: Multiple cops.
1: And a lawyer. His defense lawyer.
0: Yeah, that doesn't matter. She's morally bankrupt. I mean, like, clearly Jake didn't even try.
1: You're going to have to go into more detail for the audience.
0: Um, so, I said in a previous episode, when when this guy got arrested, that the fact that... The, that the thing I was most unhappy about about the show was that uh, Jake was going to not even push for a, a conviction of of actual significance for for Hoistman. And, like, that's not necessarily his job, but, like, I mean, he did work with the DA to get that deal set up, and Hoistman didn't give them anything in exchange for it. He didn't, like, supply his dealer or anything. He didn't do anything. He just got 40 hours of community service basically for being white, Right? And for Jake feeling bad about selling out his girlfriend's boss. And, like... Is there a minimum sentence for cocaine? Because I feel like there probably is.
1: There's definitely a minimum for Even cocaine. Even
0: though it's like a tenth what it is for crack, which is the same substance, it should, it should at least exist, right? If we're going to have fucking minimum sentences for drug crimes, which is why what 60% I don't know the actual numbers but like the majority of black men are in prison at some point in their lives some obscene number because of minimum sentencing for like smoking marijuana I just can't with this I just can't and you know what Jake you deserve to be taken down by some Walter White fucker okay you do because the image of Hoitzman in that van is pure Walter White. He's... he's am, I, am I wrong here? Like, it's just like some previously reputable white guy with his hair all messed up and his clothes in in, in rags, like, threatening someone in some kind of, like, different vehicle while being on a drug bender. I mean, Walter White never did drugs, but, I mean... It... Uh, the color scheme even is very reminiscent of Breaking Bad I'm mad at Jake I I don't think he he actually deserves what what Hoytman did to him but like I don't see why we should see it as a surprise (laughs) anyway balls in your court
1: (laughs) how do I follow that up Carl I don't know. You
0: could reference friends.
1: <laughs> how I i guess I could talk about Matthew Perry's coke habit and how he also suffered feud which and one, Zero. Which
0: one is Matthew Perry? Chandler Bang. Damn it, I liked Chandler.
1: Chandler's the best. We could also talk about how his coke habit led to almost zero repercussions for him personally or professionally. Well, obviously.
0: Yeah. He's a white man of means.
1: Well, but coke is the drug of white men of means.
0: Exactly. I'm looking up required minimums for cocaine. Yeah. My phone's being all cute and pretending he doesn't know the word cocaine.
1: I'm pretty sure you ranted for ten minutes about. For real. Yeah, because we're at seventeen minutes. No way our wrap up took up more than seven.
0: Remember how much time we spent talking about the Mongols and the Romans? We did
1: talk about the Mongols and the Romans.
0: Mostly the Mongols, actually. I could talk a lot more about the Romans if you want me to, like, wrap this down. But there's already a podcast about the history of Rome called The History of Rome, which is my plugged podcast for this week. It is fucking fascinating. Like, surprise, every continent except for for the Americas is named for what, and Antarctica, is named for what the Romans decided would be a good name for it. And then we discovered America and it got named after some Italian anyway. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I love it. Also hate it. <laughs> Sorry. It's only negative opinions out of me today. I'm a very happy person, actually.
1: Are you? <laughs>
0: yeah, I am.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I knew that in general. Otherwise, I wouldn't be like Carl and start a podcast where we squeal about the show we both love. So I guess if we're t- if we're gonna be real negative, we'll just get it all out at once. I actually, While I really liked the a plot in principle. I didn't like it in structure. I thought the emotional beat with Jake sitting on the back of the ice cream truck came out of nowhere and like went away really fast. In a, it was just very like whip, mood whiplash in a way I didn't care for.
0: See, I I thought that that particular moment. I mean. I think they over explain their, their jokes sometimes, and I think that there was some of that there. But I actually thought that they set that up with the whole emotional revelation in the van. Like, I thought they tried to set that up. I didn't really buy those beats either, but...
1: The, the stuff in the van... So, on one hand, I'm like, I liked that, because in classic hostage negotiation tactics you want to humanize yourself as much to your hostage taker so that they see you as an actual human being and not an object to be removed. I don't yeah. know if Hoitzman necessarily would have responded to that regardless.
0: I don't think Jake was doing that on purpose. So. No,
1: no, no, no. But, like, I can I can hand-wave jerk-off gesture like, to, for this if need be. Oh,
0: okay. So the act mandated a minimum sentence of five years of that parole... For possession of five grams of crack cocaine, while it mandated the same for possession of five hundred grams of powder cocaine. That's what's up.
1: Half a kilo? Do you know how much half a kilo is?
0: It's like, it's like,
1: uh... So a kg is a fucking brick. Yeah, I know. Right? Half a kilo! It's
0: like, uh... It's like
1: a block of butter.
0: Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's like, and I'm trying to turn it into pounds. It's like half, it's like a something.
1: Half a kilo is about, like... A pound. About a pound, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a pound of Coke it's a for five years. That's... Uh, this may have been changed. Uh, crack was... Huh, the 100 to 1 disparity was reduced to 18 to 1 when crack was increased to 28 grams by the Fair Sentencing Act of 2010.
1: 20 grams is half an ounce.
0: Yep. Note that it's still, like, half... a it's still, it's still 500 grams for... Um, a minimum sentence for time. for five years, for for cocaine. Maybe he got off because like there's no rule for obviously having taken cocaine. That, Maybe that, he got that off that seems... because the cops don't give a fuck <laughs> when white people commit crimes. So
1: that one is way more likely because we have laws against public intoxication. Yeah, you can't be obviously drunk in public. There's yeah. no way you can't be obviously high in public. Yeah. Where was I? Oh, I didn't like the structure of this plotline. Because, like, I see I see what you're saying. Because, like, I do think they were trying to build, like, place um, seeds for Jake's sort of emotional moment. For that emotional moment that we had at the back of the ice cream van when we are waiting for backup, right?
0: Yeah, but they didn't do enough to show that Jake was actually being a total tool. Like, it didn't go beyond comedy bullshit i think
1: but we were we were literally just saying that surprisingly rose and amy don't go with jake's suspended asses half has half, half brain scheme
0: yeah but they don't really Air brain scheme but sorry. but it's more like but they phrase it more like you're suspended you should go chill out rather than you're suspended you can't work on the case it's about your suspension
1: they kept saying that though Certainly by the time they get to the uro- urology and urinalysis lab. Right. They are definitely... Amy says, you can't... Amy and Rosa both say, you cannot be here working this case with us. And Right, I take it back. And beyond that, like... Amy and Rosa are following proper procedure. They're literally starting from, all right, what was the first thing that happened... Right? Yeah. Because they already have a victim, and they already have an outcome. So it's like, alright, let's backtrace. So they're starting from the beginning.
0: And there's no chance that anything worse will happen to Jake in their minds, right? And, you know... if There it, wouldn't have if it stayed weren't, at home. If it weren't for Walter Spaceman, then then it would have been fine.
1: Uh, Yeah, okay, but going back, I didn't... but So I see what they were trying to do with the emotional moment. And it's not even that I don't think it was earned. I think that, like... Where it was placed was just straight up weird.
0: Yeah, it felt weird at the time. I mean, I think that,
1: like, I love. It
0: felt so like bare minimum.
1: The thing is, and I was thinking about this, like, Jake did need to apologize to Rose and Amy. We needed yeah, that he did. in the context of that like friendship arc. I just think but the timing of it was.
0: I, I thought that trying to explain why weakened it.
1: It also came like right after, right after Hoistman says, "Deflect, deflect, deflect." This is why nobody likes you, and he then does exactly that on the back of the ice cream truck.
0: Sort of, but admitting you should go to therapy for something is not really deflection. No, he tries to deflect it with humor, but.
1: Which, you know, I can't- I'm not hating on that as a character trait, because shit, that's fucking hypocritical of me, because I constantly deflect with humor. The thing is, like, I don't know, just the timing of it felt weird and just, like, mood whiplashy and just wrong. But I don't know what else would have gone there, because we needed to see them waiting. We could have not seen them waiting for backup, I don't care, but, like- I was thinking today on the way home from the subway that maybe if that scene had happened in the stinger instead, maybe I would have liked it better cuz I find cuz and and that would fit in more with how f- how they've been structuring their shows with that like more like quiet emotional moment with like the funny haha like last line happening at the very end of the episode. We saw that last week. We saw it in the Boyle and Eddie wedding. I mean, Christ, I feel like we've seen half of the episodes this season. Where there's been some kind it, of, like...
0: It's been their thing, yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. We saw it at the end of, um... The episode... The first episode with Hoitzman. Because it ends with... Sophia Butt. <laughs> Her last name is Butt now. <laughs> like, we get a great emotional moment followed by, like, a a gag. I'm okay with that. I'm also okay with...
0: It wouldn't have been a very good gag in this case, though. I mean, actually, the um, the angel dust line was 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 quite a funny thing to cut away on, but um,
1: I mean, they could have probably leaned a little harder into the meth line too.
0: They could have, yeah. I one thing I liked about that scene was how he he directs the emotional sincerity to Rosa, which is what we've seen her require out of his apologies, and he directs to Amy the. Like humorous deflection, which gets them back on their normal dynamic, which is probably what she wants too. Um,
1: and that's what I'm saying. I liked a lot of the individual pieces of the A plot, I just felt that the overall, the overarching structure of the A plot, w- what didn't work for me purely from a okay, here's where the emotional beats are, it is off tempo. Like, it, there's something off about it. It's like they put the wrong movement of the symphony in the wrong place. And, like, it's not bad, it's just not what I expect, and it's throwing me off my game.
0: I suspect that they had trouble composing the right takes for this, because there are a lot of really awkward cutaways, like a lot of... I noticed when I was watching right before the episode there were a lot of sharp cuts that didn't seem necessary, and... And also there's a, there's a big continuity problem with, with the... The um, foam and everything? They, uh... When, the foam for the the cappuccinos only shows up when he's accusing them of having stuff for foam. It's not there at any other point in that exchange. <laughs> it's missing both before and after. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. We watched it
1: twice. I yeah, think you're right.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I think that they were... were um, I think there was probably rowdiness on set or something.
1: I also... I also appreciate seeing Jake be the civilian. And, like, having to deal with the cops doing things, like, not his way. Not with his interest. Immediate interest at, at heart. hmm Which I was like, that was... For... Occasionally I like seeing that. Just because it's, like, a nice change of pace. Like, when... Like, I liked when we saw Gina... Not, not that I like seeing Gina get robbed. But I liked... Her being the focus of an investigation. By the way, it was also Amy and Rosa on Gina's case then, too.
0: I mean, they're the ones that, that Holt can trust to get a job done. Right? Yeah. One that requires mollifying. They're, like, they're the only ones he could trust to mollify someone that they work with. Mm-hmm. The two of them together. Mm-hmm. Like, Jake's not going to do it. to make a joke out of the whole thing, and that's not what someone wants. They're the most professional duo.
1: I feel like Super Dan would disagree.
0: I mean, they learned the lesson from Super Dan.
1: But they got assigned to Gina before that, didn't they?
0: Yeah, they learned a lesson from Gina too. Like, yeah. they're they're they they were still a better choice than Jake. For no, that. always. <laughs> or Hitchcock and Scully. By the way, the um the the snippet of conversation we have of them together in the car before Jake pops up makes me convinced I want them to have like. A um, Cagney and Lacey style spin-off.
1: <laughs> They're the right characters to spin off too.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm I'm not the only one who thinks something is off about the a plot, like structurally, because I was reading Well's review and he 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 didn't plant the seed, but he clarified something that had been bothering me um, about the episode until I read it. Which was that there that the emotional note comes at the wrong time. Right, like that it comes too suddenly and has gone too fast. Like, not that this show tends to linger in the emotional moments the way Parks and Rec sometimes would, but this show usually lets those moments breathe in a way that a lot of sitcoms usually don't. And in this time, it was just like, and we're off. And look, I'm all about Jake making sad faces. I fucking love it when Jake makes the saddest face. I'm like, but... It's not even that those moments necessarily need to be earned, although that's the ideal they just they need to they need to hit the right cadence, and I don't feel like that's that was hit this time there's one,
0: one thing I felt was that like we never showed Jake actually being concerned about his job, right like there were no there were no quiet moments until he was like locked up in a van
1: yeah and even even charges and specs we have that moment in the parking garage where he's like freaking out and yeah. like we hear him freaking out
0: and he's suspended again like there were there were clear charges and, and specs parallels but like the stakes like aside from the Walter White episode seemed really low in this episode everyone was sure they were going to get him off the whole time mm-hmm. because like if it's, it's, he didn't do drugs. Right? Yeah. Like...
1: Yeah. Well, and and it's interesting you bring up the charges and specs parallel, because thinking about, like, that one, Amy does also, is the first one to be like, I believe you, and let's try and figure this out.
0: Because there's real stakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, with this one, she can take her time.
1: Well, like, and that's the other thing, like, if you think about it, this episode ends on the purportedly triumphant note of Jake getting his getting himself unsuspended but that was never in the stakes realistically this episode ends with the emotional note of jake being like i have abandonment issues and i really need to deal with them
0: and then there's like five more minutes That's that's...
1: another uh,
0: another thing i think is off about the this episode is that the ending clip goes on so long like the whole i'm gonna march on city hall thing is not a very funny joke Him pulling the badge off of his shirt was kind of funny, but, like, where it went from there was... So so. Yeah. And, like, they didn't need that.
1: They also also spoiled that in the preview for this episode.
0: I mean, Boyle's like, come on, we all need this, and I'm like, we really don't. No one needs this. Like, Jake was gone for a week. You were all busy during that time. It's not like you were, like, being kept up at night by this, except Boyle, but like...
1: And that's the thing, and I was thinking about this the other day, I... We should have gotten that scene when he came back from being undercover. That was when it was earned. Yeah. It's not yeah. earned here.
0: Yeah. Like, you can't do this 20 episodes later.
1: <laughs> Either way, though, if you really think about it, this episode ends on on the earned emotional note of Jake being like I have some serious emotional issues that I really need to deal with probably in therapy that is a super downer ending that is such a downer ending for a comedy
0: but that's not what it ends on well, that's what it should have ended
1: on. Right, but that's like... But it's
0: not what it ends on.
1: That's that's the earned ending. The yeah. unearned ending is the garbage that we yeah. don't care about, is the boring parts. Yeah. The other, the other plot lines end reasonably satisfactorily, right? Yeah. So we'll talk about, So, for example, Gina's plot line ends on a very up note, right? Yeah. Her walking away singing, He likes my dancing, is adorable.
0: Yeah. You know? We got to see Gina being, like... Vulnerable, Yeah, and she, like, went into look at How Hurt I Am mode pretty fast, but, like, there was a moment of, like, she really uh, let it land.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and she played it, Chelsea Paredes plays that really nicely because it's not individual lines. It's Gina's entire physical self is completely deflated from her hair to her body language. Right
0: from her hair, huh?
1: I'm just saying. But my point still stands. She, she, she fully plays being defeated. Her voice is in monotone, much like Holt's, actually. And she, you know, her, she, she's not standing up for Christ's sake. Like
0: also, the frame of her doing something pathetic in the doorway is usually reserved for Amy. Is one thing I thought about. Like, it's not right for her. It, and, and it's not right in the way that that is productive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Terry, going back to his, like, mother hen, just lied to them.
0: <laughs> not that Terry is not completely wrong all episode.
1: Terry is totally wrong. Yeah. By the way, he buys actual bunnies. I know you're a vicious trollop, brought this up. But, like, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, no, she's right but like it's really
0: dumb it's a (laughs) dumb thing to do terrible idea
1: he should have bought them stuffed toys stuffed toy rabbits
0: or or done anything else (laughs) I mean I guess I'll learn when I have kids how terrible (laughs) the job of being a parent is but like don't put rabbits in your home man
1: but like if it's just pure for the appeasement value like get rabbit prints get rabbit toys get fucking Tamagotchi rabbits for god's sake do they still make those I don't know
0: They might, but they're not a good choice.
1: I'm just pointing out choices, not necessarily good ones. Okay. Okay.
0: My favorite joke in this episode was him throwing up his hands at uh, the captain's (laughs) drive-by because they don't even they don't even focus the camera on him. It's so great.
1: He's like just out of focus in the background, arms in the air, just like what the hell.
0: Come on, man.
1: <laughs> what episode was it where Amy said something?
0: I still don't remember. And
1: he was like, he was like, whoa, the drive-by. I,
0: I don't remember.
1: What was that? Was it this season or first season?
0: It was this season.
1: We'll figure it out.
0: They could tell us on SoundCloud.
1: They could, actually. No one comments on SoundCloud.
0: Well, this is when they can start.
1: <laughs> so, the... My point being, like Gina really earns that emotional beat at the end, right? And Gina's plotline, that that entire plotline ends on an up note, and it also like works because we see a familiar combination done in an interesting way. Like Holt is usually like the ultimate in straight man, right? Yeah. But in this one, he's being the quirky weirdo. Terry is being the straight man, comedically speaking, right? And yeah. Gina goes this is that swing character where she goes from one extreme to the other. Yeah So Anyway basically I love Holton Terry scenes Those are always Have consistently been Some of my favorites Even Even in la- Overall lackluster episodes Like Operation Broken Feather mm. I really like Their dynamic And then like In the third plot line Right With The w- We get a certain amount Of emotional resolution there Right
0: We at least get The conclusion Of the like They finish off the joke Very well Mm. Um, and those actors really do have like a lot of experience like they're in complete control of their scenes and it's really good to see
1: Yeah,
0: it's cool like they weren't as gross as when they last applied their detective work because when they last applied their their detective work was like uh, intimidating the information about Babylon out of Boyle
1: which by the way why did Boyle not remember that they can be good detectives when they try
0: because he didn't file that as good as an episode of Good Detective, he filed that as an episode of where he almost lost his friends because of two terrifying monsters.
1: <laughs> You're right.
0: Yeah, um, I liked how authoritative Boyle was trying to be in this episode. I
1: fucking loved Boyle taking charge. I'm like, surprised Gina didn't see that. He's
0: not. Well, she wasn't there. She had other things to think about.
1: I'm sad Gina didn't see that.
0: Yeah, she'd be really into it. Hell yes! Because he got, like, mad and... and Shouty! And insulting. Yeah! Um, I'm always
1: into Boyle, like, getting snappy, as he said. Like, he's he's always sorry he snaps at people, but damn it! When Boyle, like, becomes more assertive like that, it's very awesome to see. I think it's because he's never assertive.
0: yeah. But, like, this is a situation where she would get assertive, right? Because, like, man, Jake's gone, he's overworked, and this is what he gets. (laughs) And they seem so dumb until they solve the case. They seem so dumb. There's that Orts guy again.
1: He is the victim. Yes, but maybe... No! (laughs) And then, and the best part about the Hitchcock and Scully thing is that, is that... Boyle's like, I can't believe it. Hitchcock's like, what? That it can't break a window? Watch!
0: <laughs> and then they fist up at the end.
1: Yes! The best, but the best part is Hitchcock rears back to throw the rock and Scully ducks.
0: Well, Scully's been there before. <laughs> in their first window. Probably, probably in the far, this probably isn't their first window in this precinct.
1: We've talked about how Scully's actually probably the better detective. Yeah, probably. Almost <laughs> oh, certainly.
0: He's the better person. Yes, yes. Scully is so much more humanized by the show.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway. Um, I, uh, this was an only okay episode with some really good things happening in the background.
1: There, but, there are individual pieces in this episode that I really like. I, I like the individual emotional, emotional notes that are hit. I just don't like them in the order that they're hit. You know? Taken modularly, each bit in, each bit in piecemeal is great. Mm-hmm. But like you said, there's no real sense of urgency behind Jake's suspension. There's four episodes left of this season, and I have no idea what they're going to be. I mean, there's four episodes and three airings. That's all we know, right? And over at HitFix, Alan Sepinwall was saying that he's got a screener of next of the next episode, which is purportedly not airing for six weeks. Huh? They're airing at the first Sunday in May. May. F- May third. And apparently it's very good. I also... He also mentions in his review that it's Jake and Amy at the forefront, so they're cool. bringing that back. I also think it's the episode I was mentioning earlier with the potential uh, new love interest for Amy, which I'm, like, not excited by.
0: Do we know who it is? Uh,
1: we know the actor, yeah. Who's the actor? Uh, he's He's been announced. I'll include it in show notes because I can't remember his name. The The other thing is I think, I think I'm right. I think the finale's an hour long. I've been saying that since the fucking beginning of the season. And the
0: beginning of the podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. I never stopped talking about it. Jokes aside, I have no idea. Like, what, what could possibly be the thing they brought back? Last year they brought back the Podolsky thing, which came in the first, like, three episodes of the first season. What could it be this time? I mean, the only... Op- I mean, there's a handful of options, right? It could be Giggle Pig and Wunch stuff. It yeah, could be I most likely. It could be Jake's, like, one escaped mobster...
0: It could be that guy.
1: There's a union rep storyline that's still sort of I, I, in the I don't background. Think the
0: union rep stuff is important enough. I don't. Like, think... I don't see how you get an hour out of drama out of it.
1: I don't think. I don't think it's an. I don't think it's the finale. It might come back though.
0: Um, I think that the mob coming back would be. I don't think you can bridge every season with the mob.
1: <laughs> Probably not. No.
0: Unless that's what they decide to do. Like, they just do a bunch of mob-related stuff off-camera between seasons every year until the show's over.
1: So, so in the first season, the first, like, the front arc was Jake getting, like, matured up a little bit, and then mm-hmm. the back arc was was Boyle getting married, right? the This year, the front arc was uh, Rosa taking command in a task force, and the back arc has been Jake... Jake coming to terms with his, like, sadness, apparently? I was yep. thinking about this. Everything everything that's happened so far to Jake, like, at least the last six months has been bad. Very little good has happened to Jake recently. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if we're going to... I gonna...
0: mean, he probably bought two more mini-fridges. Today? No. In the last, like, six months.
1: Probably. I don't know front arc included Boyle Gina stuff we could see that emerge again at the end of the season you and I ship that hard and I really yep. hope that comes back I think one of the actors who plays either Chelsea either Chelsea Purdy or Jola Trugley was like I don't want to see it happen again and I'm like but you two have a tendency to troll your fans so I don't trust you <laughs> both of them do that I'm like I don't trust you um, but, I was wrong. Thinking, but I was thinking about it. I'm like I don't there's like a pretty limited number of things that it could really be about could
0: be about something new.
1: So Charges and Specs was about something new for the most part. It brought back a conflict that we had seen earlier. That's all. Sure. So I think in this case we might see... I
0: think the most likely option is Wunch. But we'll find out in a short many, many, many moons.
1: Six weeks. We'll, We'll have a new podcast sooner than that. However... Carl and I are going on hiatus. Um, as of you hearing this, this going into your ear holes, uh, we're going to be on a hiatus until Easter. We're shutting down the BITF ass box. Peace. <laughs> and, uh...
0: No, seriously. Propagate peace in the world. Yes. War is a crime.
1: Also yes. This sh- we'll be back um, the week after that, so we'll be back April 12th, I think with some sort of podcast I don't know, we'll figure it out keep an eye out for us ta- us posting in BITF I'll probably set up the BITF queue too so we'll look active, we just won't be around um, but our email and Twitter will be open so feel free to send us a message if you really need to talk to us if you just have a lot of feelings please feel free to share them on Twitter just Twitter yeah, just stick to Twitter
0: Thanks for listening.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just really overwhelmed by my job, Carl.
0: It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Uh... Also,
1: shout out to Marshall Boone for retweeting us. That's, like, he's been pr- helping us promote a little bit. That's really cool of him. And and to um, Romantic Styles. He's been reblogging our post recently. We really appreciate your help uh, getting the word out about Back in the Field. And to uh, Bonifer Hasty, who's been... Chatting with me a lot on Twitter lately. She's really fun. I like her.
0: Is she the one who is going to, like, something, something, adulation, something?
1: is Azir?
0: Maybe. Who would I get the mentions from? Mm, her. Okay.
1: She, she's going to stalk you a little bit. I'm sorry.
0: Well, I mean, what's out there is out there. <laughs> Don't come to my house. <laughs> No, seriously.
1: And on that charming note, my name is Arthi.
0: My name is Carl.
1: Thanks for listening, and we'll see you after Easter. Bye.
0: Bye.